Welcome to Saltivation. The Saltivation Show is a podcast series featuring the leading voices in salt, where we talk about the issues and strategies to help you make sense of state and local tax. Hi, everybody. It's Stacey and Alex from Saltivation. We're here today to talk to you about some best practices around state and local payroll taxes. So that includes withholding. Yeah, well, I'm sure everybody's favorite topic. This is a riveting topic for everybody. But around withholding, unemployment, and you know, special types of taxes that certain states have, all things payroll, honestly. Like I said, some of the best practices that uh, we've tried to put into place based upon some experiences that we've had, good and bad. <laughs> so yeah. with that, I guess, talk to me a little bit about some of the experiences you've had with payroll providers and transitioning and things like that. Thanks, Stacey. Well, so my mother said, if you don't have anything nice to say, <laughs> so, um, so we're we're not, you know, we're not trying to, you know, disparage anybody here. Obviously, um, I think it's been somewhat, and I'm not naming any names. It's been what we are, what we're seeing recently with so big picture, right? We, you know, with the pandemic and. This um, 2020, 2021, we had, we saw uh, the workforce move home, right? So now we have, we're not focused on working from the office anymore. Now we, ha- we we still have a lot of people working from home. So the home becomes the office from a, if you kind of ignore the special carve outs that states had for, for, you know, during the COVID emergency, now we're kind of seeing the states revert back to regular withholding rules and source sourcing rules. So if the employees are still working from home, and this is all general, their home becomes their work location. So what we're seeing is obviously a lot more employees are now working from home and we have to reevaluate our our payroll map, so to speak. And a lot of, you know, and then new hires, the workforce is, you know, they're not coming into the office anymore. We're also seeing this in the uh, um, in the guise of, of of companies, our clients switching away from PEOs and starting to manage their own employer accounts, employer uh, payroll accounts. So there's several reasons why it's why these issues have come up, and you know, and and overall, it's been frustrating for our clients because I don't think they realized in either of those kind of scenarios how rigid these payroll companies are. Um, they're not getting the support that they. I guess expected, especially in the PEO example. Um, and I, I know Stacey, you're dealing with a client kind of in this situation as well right now. The PEO, for whatever reason, these companies are switching away from them, did provide a certain amount of guidance and consulting, right? Some advice that was that was given as part of their services. And when switching to the to just the the provider, you know, uh, processor, that disappears. And I think. Our clients were kind of left a little bit out in the cold yeah. uh, with with their questions on how to handle those transitions. Is that kind of is that fair of what you saw? Yeah, no, I would say that's very fair, and I don't think that the that taxpayers fully understand or appreciate the maybe level of service that they are signing up for. You know, a payroll processor that is what they are now. Mind you, they may handle some other accounts. You know, whether it's four hundred one k's, etc. But you know what you and I deal with on a you know not daily basis, but for these taxpayers is related to the payroll taxes, so the remittances of the withholding and the employment. And I think you know just even 
in the, you know, some of our clients that have switched, they don't even fully appreciate the fact that the payroll processor is not getting the registrations for them. So what happens is that in, under a normal PEO situation, now this isn't true in every state, but a lot of states say, okay, hey, PEO, we're the employer of record. And then they submit all of the returns, all of the payments on the company's behalf under their information. Well, not every state looks at it that way. Some states don't actually recognize PEOs. However, those that do, then when you bring that in-house or move to a payroll processor, the, the company's left to get their own account numbers. Yep. Well, that takes an, a, a lot of time. I mean, yeah. the registrations themselves, they are what they are, but there's a lot of information that is required, similar to, you know, like a sales tax registration. You know, there's owner information that is required. There's, you know, corporate officer information that's required, et cetera, because, you know, they need that legal liability piece covered. Just the information needed to do the registrations alone is a lot. But yeah. then the time that a the state- timing takes, also. Yeah. Yes. So the, the time that it takes for a state to even process the registrations and then give the numbers is a little bit of a, a, it could be a game, honestly, because I know that for one of our clients, they changed from a PEO to in-house to a payroll processor mid-month, mid-quarter. Mm-hmm. And so they weren't set up in a lot of the states. And so they were no. late to the party and, and late to make payments, et cetera. <laughs> God bless those states that will give you an account number right away, right? Yes. Yes. You know, they will, you know, you, you you hit submit and within five minutes in your inbox you have you have an email that says, you know, you've been assigned such and such account number. This is your, you know, your rate yes. for UI purposes. I mean, thank you, those yes. states, really. Right. Because the, the the converse of that is, hey, we will send you a welcome packet with your account number and rate information, you know, within three to four weeks in the mail. Snail. And yeah. snail mail. And like, come on. Right. It's, it's 2021. Maddening. <laughs> it's very maddening. Yeah. And nobody's in the office. You know, I mean, uh, a lot of employers have kind of have some people now, but you know, I, I remember doing this, you know, early 2021, late 2020. Nobody's in the office. There's nobody to get the mail. It just sits there in, you know, yeah. in 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 the mail room and you know, just good luck getting that information otherwise. It's just it's it's really um it's quite frustrating. It's it's you know, I I I'm gonna stop my rant now, but it's <laughs> I feel the same way about this as I do about fax machines. Uh, so <laughs> Yeah, but, so I think long story short there is that if you know a taxpayer is signing up with a payroll processor, just keep in mind that that's their job. Not really outside of that responsibility. They're not typically going to get the registrations. They're not typically going to do back filings even. So let's say in this, you know, an example I just gave, you know, it took a while to get some of these account numbers and the processor was hands off. They were not going to do any prior filings. It was only on a go forward basis. So these are just some things I think taxpayers have to keep in mind and just be aware of if they are looking to either a hire in a new jurisdiction or b you know hire a new payroll processor quite frankly right. or move away from a peo etc right and something else that i'm kind of seeing is since we're on the topic of the you know a mobile workforce and a remote workforce is uh, is the the internal 
mapping of these employees. I have a client. We did a a, a payroll, uh, like an internal audit, not you know not an external audit, um, just a, an audit of the of the mapping of of where these people live and work. And what we what we saw was a lot of employees were still mapped to a home office, and withholding was based off of that. Um, well, that's not usually the facts anymore. So we, you know, we, it's a good idea to go back and just revisit employee mapping to make sure that the employee's work location, which is for these remote folks, will will generally be their home home state, is is updated and withholding is based on that location again, just you know, generally. But uh, uh, but reviewing that data is 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 probably a good idea these days. Right, and to coordinate departments, right? right. So. I think you know we see where recruiting is going out and doing their thing, and they're super excited about getting somebody hired and onboarded, et cetera. But mm-hmm. then HR might not be fully you know aware of where they are. Maybe they're just getting mapped to an office as opposed to understanding right. where that person physically sits. That's so right. Now it's just more of a coordination effort amongst departments. Right. Yeah. The the that that's that's a great point. You know, the the office where somebody is supervised out of or or is kind of or old, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is not necess- is not the same as their work location. Pre pandemic, I think that would have been generally those two generally would have lined up, but nowadays that's that's not true anymore. Yeah. No. Uh, absolutely true. And we've got people moving around, right? So. Yeah. We've got a little bit of a hybrid workforce going on, right? Where it's maybe they're going to the office for part of the time and they're at home part of the time. So it can create some complexities around this. Yeah. Anyway, so takeaways, review your employee mapping. And we're certainly not advocating for PEOs, but uh, you know, but they, they do a lot. <laughs> they do. <laughs> Be careful with your payroll processors. Just be aware of really like the level of service that you signed up for. Yeah. So. And if you have any questions, reach out to Alex and I at Saltivation. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. This podcast is for educational purposes only and is not intended, nor should it be relied upon as legal, tax, accounting, or investment advice. You should consult with a competent professional to discuss specifics of your situation and the applicability of the information presented. Thank you.